It's the Greasy Knuckles Podcast. From mini bikes to drift trikes and jet skis to ATVs, we're talking all things power sports from a do-it-yourself, non-mechanics perspective. I'm your host, Joe Cart. Let's get greasy. What's up, everyone? Welcome to the Greasy Knuckles podcast, a podcast about power sports and working on them mostly. I'm Joe Cart, and I love power sports. I have a go-kart, a mini bike, a mud mower, which is really just an old simplicity tractor that I took the deck off of, and some various other things. I'm excited to share a little bit of my knowledge with you and learn some stuff along the way. Today's topic is about the history of power sports, and we're going to be talking everything from early motorcycles and dirt bikes all the way up through the 70s to where we're at now and some more modern stuff. It's going to be a good episode, so stick around, and thanks for listening. We're going to start out with the definition of what a power sport is, and according to powersportsguide.com, Generally speaking, power sports is considered to be a subset of motorsports. The term motorsports typically refers to a bunch of sporting events and competitions involving the use of high-performance vehicles or vessels. The most popular general motorsports vehicles are racing cars and boats. But if the races involve motorcycles, ATVs, motorcycles, or jet skis, they're considered to be power sports events. And alongside with those, I'd have to, you know, put go-karts and mini bikes. There's mini bike drag racing, all sorts of stuff. But we'll get into that in this episode. We're going to start out way, way back in 1914 with the very first dirt bike. There's a lot of different places you could start out with the topic of power sports. I mean, you could take it all the way back to, like, the first engine, first wheels, stuff like that. But I'm going to keep it simple and... Talk about dirt bikes because they're an integral part of power sports as a whole. The origins of this vehicle are a little murky. Multiple sources point to Siegfried Bettmann as the creator of the first one in 1914. He was really the first guy to envision taking things off the road on a bike. And if you ask me, I would consider him the granddaddy of power sports. Moving on, though, to 1917, the first snowmobile was called the Motor Toboggan, and it was built by Carl Eliasson. It's kind of crazy looking. I don't know how familiar you are with vehicles of that era, but that industrial tractor looking look almost is the feel I get from it, the early 20th century sort of tractor. It's like a tractor with long skis made all out of wood that go towards the end. It's looks a little bit different than our modern snowmobiles, but I think it's cool as heck. Jumping ahead a little more, we're going to go to 1932 with the first golf cart. It was designed to be used by handicapped individuals on the golf course. I don't even know if I'd necessarily consider a golf cart a power sport vehicle, but it there, there are some really sick ones out there that people have done up, and I see them out on the lakes in the winter, so... Certain ones I would count, certain ones I might not count. Um, Those old electric ones that go like 10 miles per hour, I don't know about. 
But we're going to move along to the first go-kart in 1956. It was created by Art Ingalls from Los Angeles, California. And this timeless design hasn't changed much at all since the inception. I mean, if you picture a go-kart in your head, that's what you're going to see. Simply, there's a motor behind the driver attached to either a rear wheel or a solid axle. And generally, the rear wheels tend to be a little larger than the front, but they can be the same. Modern enthusiasts would call these original go-karts yard carts instead of go-karts. Well, now we call go-karts that which is used on tracks and race around. Uh, the biggest difference is they're lower. The wheels are like drag wheels, and the engine like sits right next to you. They're, they're totally sick. I would love one, but those are big money. Um, and getting back to the actual go-kart, though, that I see it in my head. Uh, one of the only mainstream go-karts still being manufactured are the Coleman models. And these are two-seater Walmart buggies, I would call them, that are cheaply assembled yet still way overpriced. It makes me want to throw up when I see them on Marketplace. And something that I genuinely just wouldn't recommend you seek out if you're looking for something to ride around on. There's better options out there. My favorite brand fizzled out in the early 2000s. They were called Manco, and personally I've owned four of them over the years, with three being the single-seater Dingo, and one is the two-seater Black Fox. And that Black Fox was a piece. I'm telling you, it was bad. It was all duct taped together and, and barely started. Probably had to start off starting fluid most of the time. And we would load up like four people on it and just go hit the street and like try and do wheelies and stuff with all of us. And I don't actually ever remember putting any work into it either, so I can't talk that bad about it, but I don't know. I traded it for a mini bike and never looked back. Moving on to something else on that topic. 1959, the first mini bikes were manufactured, and the first one was called the Go-Kart brand Go-Kart Cycle, offered with either a 2.5 or 4 horsepower engine. Similarly to Go-Karts, they were sold out of catalogs instead of from any local dealerships at first. And these little things look pretty much exactly like mine. If you've seen a mini bike, that's what they look like. This one in particular, the first one, has a rigid hardtail rear end. No suspension whatsoever there. In the front or back. Tiny little engine, a seat, handlebars, wheels that are probably less than 10 inches tall, and chain, clutch, all that stuff. And that's it. I mean... But getting back to dirt bikes, uh, from the post-war 1940s through the 60s, dirt bikes were becoming widely popular, <laughs> driven by the Honda company and their groundbreaking models. In the 1960s, they made mini trail bikes, which were sort of a hybrid between a mini bike and a dirt bike. And my very first power sport was actually a little Honda like that from the 70s. Which leads me to the 70s. This decade is regarded by many as the golden age of power sports, when innovations drove companies to offer products like never before. By this time, Yamaha was rising as a big player in the market, alongside many other foreign brands, and the sports themselves started to become more and more popular, like motocross and kart racing. Now we're going to do something a little special called What's That Engine? I've got a recording of an engine, and I'm going to play it for you. Give you a little time to... Think it through, and later in the episode, we're going to tell you what it is. So we'll let that go now. 
And now that you've heard that engine, let's get back to the history. Something we can't not talk about is Honda's ATC. The very first three-wheeler came about in 1967, but it wasn't until about 1970 when Honda made that first ATC or all-terrain cycle of theirs. And what really makes these special, aside from the fact that they were the precursors of our modern ATVs, was their tires. Called balloon tires, these boys could get you places that pretty much no other machine could, not only because they were massive, but also because of their buoyancy. In fact, people have been known to cross small bodies of water on these sorts of bikes. Three-wheelers are no longer produced because of their danger, and let me tell you, they are so dangerous. They flip like nobody's business. They are terrible at hill climbs, want to jump back on you because there's not a lot of weight at the front, and the list goes on as to why they're not so great. But the only person I know who's ever had one has it torn apart in their garage after he flipped it multiple times and wrecked it bad. Doesn't stop me from wanting one, but for a first-time off-roader, you are much better off on a quad or a dirt bike. There's really not that much different between a four-wheeler and a three-wheeler, except for the fact that there's another wheel at the front, and they actually made kits to convert three-wheelers into four-wheelers. So if you see some really early four-wheelers, they might have actually been three-wheelers. And I've also seen projects where people take three-wheelers and turn them into two-wheelers. I think those are so cool. UTVs came around in the late 80s. 1995 was our first X Games. And now we're going to answer, what's that engine? That sound is a Predator 212, and that is on my mini bike. You could hear the little clutch going around and everything, but that was a pretty much fresh after it started, so. She runs great, and I love them, but we'll have, we'll be talking about that in a later episode. We're going to get back to the last couple things to talk about here, one of them being drift trikes. In 2009, allegedly, the first drift trike came about, and these are also so sick. They're basically like a go-kart in the back and a bicycle in the front. And what people do is they take PVC and they'll underinflate their tires, put the PVC on, then pump up the tires so that it sticks and go out and just do some spins on it. And I'm all about that. There's also a lot of electric things that have, you know, kind of flopped in the past, but I'm so excited looking forward to see what we will get as far as electrification. I think an electric 212 is just around the corner and I can't wait for that on my go-kart one day. And I'm running out of time here today in episode one, but before I go, I did want to talk about one of my personal favorites. I don't have one yet, but I would love to build one. They are the power wheels that people essentially put four-wheelers beneath. And those things are so freaking sick. Tons of videos about them on YouTube. Tons of videos about all this stuff on YouTube. I mean, I really get my kicks out of watching people like do hill climbs and all that crazy stuff. So anyways, look ahead at episode two. It's called Suck, Squeeze, Bang, Blow. How does an engine go brap? And that's pretty self-explanatory, so I hope that you'll check that out. And I wanted to thank you for listening to the Greasy Knuckles podcast hosted by me, Joe Cart. Peace out. <laughs>